This is the Friday Five Podcast with your hosts, Brent and Rex. Hey guys, welcome back to the Friday Five Podcast. I'm your host, Rex, along with my friend Bono, Brent, Brent Bono. <laughs> How's it going? Um, man, ninth episode. Nine episodes in, and we have run out of ideas. Yeah, not quite. We we actually do have like what about fifty things typed out. Yeah, so that will that will last us. What is that? Five ep- uh, five seasons. Sure. Yeah, at least because next week is our season finale. Man, it is a big one. It is a big season finale. We are still kind of in the the throes of it. Yeah, yeah. Put so, stuff together. Yeah, we're yeah. kind of still putting it together, but it, it'll be good. Well, how have you been doing? What's up? I've been doing pretty good. We're um, planning for my son's second birthday party. That's kind of been our life for the past two weeks because we go overboard each year. And it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it turns into a mess. But, yeah, it'll be worth it. We've been doing that. And one funny story is, man, I – busted it at work a couple days ago i fell and just about (laughs) killed myself and it's the dumbest reason ever i i don't even do like a manual labor job i have a desk job yeah and i was leaving work and there's like a breezeway that connects the parking garage to the door that goes into my office and i was walking out and what i can only describe as what sounded like a, a helicopter went by my head Mm-hmm. It was a hornet. It was the biggest freaking hornet I think I have ever seen in my life. So I turned to run. I was getting out of there. I have a thing about bees anyway. I was stung a lot as a child. I had a bumblebee fly out my shirt one time. I'm actually allergic to bees. Are you? Yeah. I'm. Mm-hmm. They scare the bee heck stings. out of me, man. But yeah. So I turned to get out of there. Mm-hmm. And I turned and I guess I tripped over my feet or something. And I hit hard. Oh, face so, Yeah, and I landed like on my my left wrist and my I got like what looked like a uh, road rash on my <laughs> on my right elbow. So I think I think my left wrist is cracked. I mean, I'm not exaggerating. So I have like a a splint on it. So yeah, I don't, I'm not a big person. I'm not a big guy by going to the ER for. I mean, all they would do is X-ray it and put a splint on it. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah, I got this. Yeah. So yeah, uh, birthday party and injury. <laughs> that's that's very nice. I know what that's, a great what a great week. I bet your wife was pissed about what? like she would be upset if you really got injured where you're you're like you know you couldn't do anything and she's like I gotta tackle this birthday party all by myself now. <laughs> I gotta go get. Tinkerbell balloons. I have to go get the we have Peter Pan cupcakes. Dad, dammit, Brent. Got to go get your tights. <laughs> your um, t- <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Up no, I, I, Becky is so incredibly sweet and patient with me. Thank God. Yes. <laughs> so, so she wasn't upset. I think she was more concerned about how my hand had swollen to about twice its size that day. But, but no, it hasn't been too bad. Real quick, we got your in- invitation for for the boys' birthday party. We will not be able to make it. Oh, okay, that's all right. Unfortunately, we're we're going to Austin to visit my brother and his wife. Oh yeah. My question to you is: on the invitation, it seemed like a Peter Pan themed. Is it Peter Pan or is it Hook? Man, this is an actual conversation me and Becky had. I wanted his cake to be a giant hook. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, because that's yeah. not scary. No, not at all. That's what we that's what we kind of decided against that. But yeah, yeah, I, I kind of wanted to implement Hook and Robin Williams and Peter Pan into his birthday somehow, but we couldn't figure it out. Okay, I, I was curious about that when I saw it. I was like, I don't know if they're going cartoon Peter Pan or yeah, are they going Hook. It's live Disney, action Disney cartoon. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of injuries, I have a little. <laughs> speaking have, of Peter Pan. <laughs> or getting the hook <laughs> because I have a little bit of a sports rant. I know you're not huge 
into sports, but it's baseball and you like baseball. Yeah, I like baseball. So there's a Braves player, Ronald Acuna Jr. Wow. So he's 20. And in the past eight games, I think he's hit like – he's had 16 hits, eight home runs. Wow. uh, Something along those lines. But in the last four games as of last night or before last night, he had – he's the leadoff batter. Yeah. So in the past three or four games, he has led off the game with a home run. (laughs) Wow. Like, first pitch home run. This dude's crushing it. So he's that contract. Like, yeah. He's got, like, 19 home runs now. And Freddie Freeman, who's basically our captain, first baseman, he's only got 20 home runs. But he's just a – he's a good hitter. But anyways, Ronald Acuna, when they hit home runs, they'll say Acuna Matata. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. So, so, anyways, he's getting up to bat, and everyone's wondering, like, is he going to hit another home run because he's hit one – in so many games. So the pitcher, Urena, U-R-E-N-A is his last name. So anyways, he plunks him on the elbow. Oh, no. First pitch of the game, intentional. Yeah, I was about to say, you think that was on purpose? Yeah, because the catcher kind of gets up and he's just like, really, dude? Bench is clear. Wow. And there's some jawing and our – our guy, um, our coach, uh, Brian Snitker, S-N-I-T-K-E-R. So, anyways, he gets he gets tossed for getting in the kid's face and all that. And I think their pitcher gets tossed. But, man, it's like this dude's a phenom. He's 20. He's doing something really, like, special. And you're going to go out there and you plunk him for – because. You might have already uh, the, said this, but who were the Braves playing? I, I didn't. It was the Miami Marlins. I got you. So, the kid hits him, and it's just like, you can't beat him. You can't get him out. You can't, you know, you can't do your job. So, you decide to hurt the kid. And it, it just really sucked. Well, yeah, that's pretty dirty. So, I mean, is he is he legit hurt? It got him on his elbow, He went to first. He played the rest of that inning, like, um, you know, offense. Uh, Yeah. It was the bottom of the first. So, and then he went out into the outfield where he plays for the top of the second, and he just didn't feel right, and he kind of gave the slash sign, like, "Mm mm-mm, not happening. I I got to go. So he went out. But a lot of people were like, is his streak still intact? Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. I would think so. I mean, if he didn't. If he I was, didn't um, strike out. I mean, he he didn't. He got swing. hit by a ball. There's nothing he could have done. I mean, yeah, intentional as well. So, actually, they looked up the rule and uh, comes out that like it's still in play. Like he's still yeah. good. So yeah. if he comes up today against the Colorado Rockies and hits a home run, lead off, that counts. His streak continues. So it just nice. it just stinks, and you know it just goes to show like. Man, there's some characters in baseball that aren't worth a darn. And that's yeah. one of them. There's a lot, a lot of stuff on Twitter that I was just like, man, people <laughs> are hating on that guy. <laughs> the bench is cleared twice. Like in the same game? Pitch. No. Oh. The oh. same situation. They calmed down and then came back. They out. calmed down and then it started up again or something like that. But there's a guy named Walter. Weiss or Walt that, Weiss. That's close to Walter White. So I'll get I know. But you know. just need to Google Bra or YouTube Braves minor league coach gets tossed or something like that. This dude goes nuts. <laughs> like he like army crawls <laughs> from like second base I, to the pitching mound. Yeah. There's that little Roslin bag, Roslin uh-huh. bag or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah. He kind of bites it off like it's a grenade. I've and seen that. Now that's that's kind of, is that kind of that's kind of an older clip, isn't it? Yes, I've but seen that. Yeah, yeah. He's that's with funny. the Braves, and then so he's out there, and it's just like there's no telling what he's about to do. <laughs> that dude is a character and a half. I know. 
Okay, I know a few weeks ago there was a game where they left the mic zone. Do you remember that? Like it was one of the managers and the ump were arguing, and some for some reason it was <clears throat> mic'd. Okay, I know I know what you're talking about. It was with the Mets, yeah, and I believe, man, not Degrom, but somebody else, one of their better pitchers, the, whose nickname Thor. <laughs> he <clears throat> almost hit somebody, and they tossed him. And then the ref, um, the ref, wow. Um, the umpire comes out, and they're talking. That was, like, last year, but it didn't surface until recently, like in the past, like, two months. Oh, okay, okay. And one of the best lines ever pops up in that, and he's, <laughs> like, the, the umpire's like, hey, you got to cool it. Like, we have to toss your guy because if we don't, our ass is in the jackpot. We don't even know what that means. I guess I guess what the guy is saying is like, hey, we're in the hot seat already, so we have yeah, to do this. But the jackpot, I don't really understand. Yeah. No. It but sounds good. I tweeted it or I sent it to my brother, and he automatically responded with, my ass is in the jackpot. <laughs> so, I have a feeling that's going to be a, a phrase from now on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the Gilcrease household? Absolutely. <laughs> the... You the eat the home? last pork chop? My ass is in the jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> speaking of, like, characters and, you know, baseball and how you act and stuff, I've, I've been watching some movies lately. I watched The Dark Knight recently because of, nice. you know, The Dove. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, and Heath Ledger's character was just awesome. So good. So incredibly so, good. I'm wondering, like, who are some of your favorite movie characters? There's so many. That's the thing. <laughs> I, it, it's, it's really just a massive list, but I think we've, you know, we've talked about it and we were going to try to narrow it down to five each, huh? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not going to use Heath Ledger. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. But, cool. uh, I was do figuring you... we could do that today. I think, I think you're next, maybe. Do you want to kick it off or go ahead and get this started? I'll bat lead off if you don't if you don't <laughs> if you don't hit me on on the elbow for it. Do my best. But I'll yeah. I'll do it. All right. All right. Go so ahead. here we go. So without further ado, I guess we'll just jump right into this. All right, let's go. All right. My first selection, it's not really human. Um, <laughs> this is already good. Chewbacca, nice. Okay, like the uh, ultimate sidekick. The ultimate sidekick. Yes, I just think he's a uh, he's there for comic relief. Yeah, and he's pretty good with the crossbow. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those characters that you know he is there for some slight you know comic relief, but it's not stupid, you know. No, it, it's not. And the thing with that is the fact that <clears throat> I always love Chewbacca's interaction with Han Solo. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's easy for us to say, like, oh, Han Solo is awesome. Yeah. We all know that. <laughs> but it's it's the way his relationship with Chewbacca and how Chewbacca is really nice with, with just about everyone. Like, he's kind of everyone's go-to guy i guess you could say <laughs> yeah. or go-to wookie yeah i think he annoys people more than he you know than people like fear him I, his interactions between uh or the interaction between him and 3po i always thought was funny yeah yeah and and i like the droids as well but it's chewbacca is where it's at for me i mean tall goofy looking guy animal <laughs> whatever species i guess you could say and right? leia yeah and leia said that she would just assume kiss a wookie meaning that chewbacca almost got to make out with leia kissing's not making out <laughs> yeah he's a wookie that that's the species and uh from the planet kashik <laughs> excuse me bless you <laughs> oh, i'm sorry excuse me um see i don't i don't I don't know all of the this world, that world of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. I do enjoy the movies. I don't consider myself a Star Wars buff or anything like that. I go in. I know I'll be entertained. 
I'm not yeah. upset with what happened. No. <laughs> um, the Last Jedi was terrible. My friend Miles Roberts will fight you right have, now. It sounds like a good guest to have. The Last Jedi podcast fight. Yes. And I, will, I will argue with him against it. I will send you his write-ups. He's on part one of why it was a good movie. And I don't know how many parts <laughs> really? there are. He released part wow. one. I think he just released part two. I I cannot I I can't use the word hate because hate is just like the worst thing ever, you know. But yes. I I thought it was well, well below average. I didn't like how the characters were portrayed. I hated the character of Rose. I thought she was awful. I thought the way I thought the script was just lame and they kind of pushed out some unnecessary drama when there shouldn't have been any just to kind of further a story along. Um, I, I, I don't know. I have a lot of gripes about it. I'm not going to get into that. Let's talk about Chewie. <laughs> I just, okay, go back to Chewie. He's yeah. just great. And the fact that occasionally when I drive, uh-huh. I'll, I'll just say out loud, punch it, Chewie. <laughs> Wait, what do you drive? I forgot. I drive uh, right now. I I went through cars like a car lot. Yeah, back in my twenties. I remember um, the one we took to Dallas that wouldn't lock. When was this? Oh, the the uh, the Black Explorer. Yeah, we saw Kings of Leon, and like as we were getting out in Deep Ellum, Texas, you're like, oh, by the way, the door doesn't lock. I'm like, okay, well, say goodbye see, to that car. See you later, car. <laughs> um, is it? It's the Millennium Falcon of uh, Ford Explorers. Yeah. But any, anyways, we won't get into the Kings of Leon. Yeah, that'll be another drive, Whatever. Um, but Chewie, best thing ever. He's my, he, he's my favorite part of Star Wars. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, check out oh, – I mean, if you want to. He has some really good uh, comic books, actually, that, just, that are just about Chewie. Really? Uh, yeah, little adventures he had gone on and stuff. It, they're really good, actually. They make him out to be a real, uh, real bad A, you know. Oh, ba. <laughs> um, my question to you is: Does he ever get a love interest? Well, I don't know. Probably in the extended universe, he probably does. So I don't want to say no. But I mean, if we look back at the the Star Wars Christmas special, which. <laughs> No he one does, wants to. He does have a family, so they obviously get together. And have you yeah. ever seen the Star Wars Christmas special? Yes. The baby Wookiee is the scariest freaking thing on the planet. I'll have to look it up. They are not good looking children. Oh wow. Yeah. Um hats off to you, Wookiees. <laughs> um so that's that's my first choice. I know it's an odd choice. I mean, I don't think it's great. A lot of people can walk in and, and say Yoda and Han Solo and and other people. I don't. I don't want to name all of them. I mean, there's other than just start like Indiana Jones. Like, yeah, everyone knows that dude's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. I, I like that you chose Chewie. I mean, because I tried to pick some people that yeah you wouldn't normally just immediately hear on a list, and you know. Yeah, it's not. Um, Who's that cat from Lord of the Rings? The the <laughs> Gollum? No, Vigo. Oh, uh, Strider. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not out here picking Rocky. Yeah, <laughs> Rocky or uh, I don't know Rambo, Dor- Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz, or you know, hey, that's dude. I almost uh, I thought about uh, some Wizard of Oz characters. Oh yeah, nice. yeah. Thank you. All right, uh, going over to here. Well, if I can cut in real quick, I don't think we can end this talk about Chewy until we hear your best Chewbacca. Or- I don't or- have one. I don't have one. <laughs> okay, I have a feeling somebody's asked you this before because you answered that really quick. Someone asked no. you to do this? Okay. Mm-mm. No, no, no. But I tell you what, I'll give it a go if you give it a go. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a go, yeah. All right, yeah. you give it a go first. I don't want to. I think you should. <laughs> All right, hold My- on, hold on. <clears throat> I had, I had some, I had um, one of my cousins, Ryan, do this, and I, 
there are a few times in my life that I've been in tears laughing, and yeah. that was one of those times. Okay. <clears throat> it never sounds good. That sounded like that sounded trash. All right. I did it, man. You got to. Okay. Just a second. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> You're so foolish. Where did you find that? Okay, that's not my even inner, that's, my inner Wookie. You know what? Screw you. That's not even fair, dude. All right, let's go to the next bit. No, no, no. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. All right, go. <laughs> that's way better than mine. You actually went for like a rawr. I went for yeah. a rawr. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, you, that was YouTube fellas. <laughs> Wookie yeah. roar sound effect. Dude, you jerk. Anyways, <laughs> all right. I'll go over. I'll go over to mine. So my first pick <laughs> isn't going to be as good as that roaring contest, but uh, I am choosing a. Um, I'm choosing an old man by the name of Daniel Plainview from There Will Be Blood. Okay, which is which is a better movie than No Country for Old Men. Um, I'll stab Dan- you. <laughs> Actually, kill people with the the compressor. Oh, whatever. air compressor, and then also a sawed-off shotgun with a silencer on it. Ooh, wow! Well, yeah, trying to be See, silent. That go ahead. <laughs> All right, uh, Daniel Day Lewis is of course the actor, the very uh, in-depth actor that portrayed Daniel Plainview in the movie There Will Be Blood. It's about a an oil businessman who he finds oil in this town that is full of you know a lot of real conservative people that aren't sure that they want him to come in and start his business there um it's the movie kind of centers around his relationship with the the town preacher by the name of Eli who is yes. a very uh a very very extremist christian preacher mm-hmm. and his interactions with Eli um kind of drive the movie they're so entertaining to watch because daniel or daniel plainview is he hates him he hates eli but he knows at the same time he has to maintain a certain persona and a he he has to kind of you know influence them to allow him to stay there Mm -hmm. so that's the movie it's so quotable it's He's one of the most in-depth actors you could ever ask for. He 100% lives the character the entire time he's playing the role. Uh, it's just a great film. And Daniel Plainview is just an absolute sadistic businessman. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, he's brutal within it. But it's just, he's so determined. He he unleashes that brutality without even a second thought. He's going to get what he has come for and you know he sees success in his future and he's going to take that by any means necessary and the movie pretty much follows him from the beginning of finding it to establishing it to just kind of losing his mind and his final encounter with Eli is pretty pretty legendary it was a great movie great character and that's it that's my first pick and we'll go over to Gold Cruise for my next pick I'm selecting a doctor. Doctor Who? No, not the show. Okay, fine. Um, What's his name? (laughs) What is his name? Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm going with Dr. Emmett Brown. Nice. Back to the Future, Christopher Lloyd at his best. Doc Brown, great, great character for... uh, Marty McFly to play off of, you know, it was almost like a, a, another father figure to him, yeah. you know, someone to hang out with. And he just had some funny situations when, when that thing catches on fire <laughs> in the garage and it, the fire, the flame, well, the trash can catches fire, shoots up and it catches something else on fire. And he goes <gasps> like that. It yeah. just, it's priceless. I just love doc Brown. I could have gone with Marnie McFly, but I'm going Doc Brown. I saw Doc Brown. He was uh, in Universal Studios walking around. Did you? Yeah. Was he looking for plutonium? <laughs> he was hanging out in front of the DeLorean. 
Bull. Yeah, they have the DeLorean and they have the train from uh, Back to the Future 3. Never saw it. <laughs> really? I did. Oh, okay. It's just it's not, not, it's not my favorite. It. It's just, no. yeah. I like uh, I like how they had in in the TV show the cartoon. Chris Fuller yeah. was a part of it as well. Yeah, that's and one. I, was, that's one I missed. I I know what it is though. I just I I don't remember a time where it was actually on the air, like on Saturday mornings. Yeah, and then he was also in uh, Power of Love music yeah. video. So I re- I really wish. I wonder if there's like a. Doc Brown uh, comic book out there, which I don't think you could really do anything now because of Rick and Morty. Yeah, it, it so blatantly kind of copies the the formula. I don't know. There, there might be. I don't. I don't even know if there's like a Back to the Future comic book series, but it would be kind of cool if there was one with Doc Brown. That, but then again, I'm just describing Rick and Morty, like you're saying. <laughs> that that's exactly it. Like you can't do anything, and I don't know how Back to the Future was like. Yeah, you can do this. Yeah. But anyways, that's uh that's that's my pick. It's Doc Brown and uh you know, just him in the DeLorean with with um Einstein. What's your favorite quote? Marty. <laughs> Perfect. Was that I, th- I thought that was okay. Yeah, no, that's a good one. He says it a lot. Yeah, he does. I, I, can't, I can't really remember quotes off the top of my head. If my calculations are correct, <laughs> when this baby hits 88 miles per hour. Well, uh, where we're going, there are no roads or something. Yeah, like that. that's yeah. a good one. Roads, we don't need. Where we're going, we don't need roads. That's such a, I mean, man, I mean, just thinking about that right now, what a great ending to the first ep- the first one. It made you so excited because you knew where they were going. You know, it's like they're going to the future. So, it, I mean, I don't know. I, I can just imagine seeing the first one, and that's how it ends. Yeah. And just being so excited, like, oh, cool, they're going to the future, you know? And just imagining how they're going to show that. I am going to go ahead and hit a spoiler alert for everyone. Okay. If no one's seen this by now, I, I don't really even feel sorry for you. So, go no, ahead. No, 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 it's, it's not that. It's oh. you and I sit down, and we come up with lists of topics we should do. And one of us threw out movies they should never remake because we're yeah. living in, living in an era of reboots. Well, the scary thing is every movie that we say this about is probably going to be remade 20, 30 years from now. But but they shouldn't. <laughs> they should not remake. And this is going to be my top five, so I'm already burning one. They That's should right. never remake Back to the Future. I agree. And Robert, Robert Zemeckis, will, he refuses to do Back to the Future 4. Yeah, they've already tried several times from what I always read, but I think he as, long like as, it. Yeah. as long as he's alive, I don't think it won't happen. I mean, I I do think it will happen eventually, sadly, but yeah. Man. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to even go into all the movies I don't want to be remade. But. We should also do like, you know, movies that were remade that were actually good. That'd be a good one too. Like better? Yeah, I can't think of it. Right like a sequel that was better than the original? Like Yeah, yeah, like you would rather watch than the original. Wait, well, wait a minute. I'm 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 saying two different things. In my Oh, you're talking my, about a sequel, I'm sorry. Yeah, it would be like me saying Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze was better than Ninja Turtles 1. Yeah, no, no I'm I'm sorry. I was I was talking about movies being remade. So you're talking like Psycho from back then versus Psycho with Vince the Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Yeah, that's not one of them. <laughs> that's the first one I could think of. Yeah, I mean, the one that would make my list, I don't know why we're talking about this, but uh, it would be the movie Solaris with uh, George Clooney. George Clooney. So Doc Brown is a real dude and really, really cool, and uh, he's he's my pick. Good pick. Thank you. Now your turn. All right, I'm going to go with John McClane from Die Hard, or from the Die Hard series, but I guess I'm more specifically talking about John McClane in the first Die Hard, Mm -hmm. who was betrayed by Bruce Willis. Yes. And is one of the greatest action-adventure characters ever made, in my opinion. Yeah, he's really good. I I like the Die Hard movies, one and two. Yeah, three was all right. Um, Wasn't the best, but... 
I think one of the biggest things about John McClane is that he was just kind of your everyday guy. I mean, he was a mm-hmm. cop, but there was nothing over the top special about him. He he wasn't the biggest guy, but that was part of the charm of it. You know, you don't want to see somebody that's invulnerable, invulnerable, you know, thrust into a situation like this. You want to see somebody try to get out of it that, you know, you can kind of relate to a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his journey in the film is very much the, you know, the Joseph Campbell classic hero's journey scenario thrust into a situation, you know, and he adapts and, you know, makes it through alive. It's another one of those movies that just has endless quotes. It, it's, mm-hmm. I can't repeat 90% of them, but yeah, y- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Welcome to the party, pal. Yippee-ki-yay. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. You know, it's just endless stuff. It, I consider yeah. it a Christmas film. I don't care what Bruce Willis says. Bruce Willis recently came out and claimed, he told all fans, he's like, this is not a Christmas movie. He's a liar. This is a Christmas film. See, that's that's what I was going to ask you was where do you place it? Is it a Christmas movie or not a Christmas movie? Oh, totally a Christmas movie. It ends up on Christmas movie list all the time. Yeah. It's it's a violent so, Christmas film. <laughs> tell the people why it's a Christmas movie. There are Christmas references throughout the entire thing. Christmas is the uh, the binding the theme throughout the entire film. Yeah. So I consider that a Christmas movie. I don't know. A lot of people say it's not because of the violence, but any other film that took place during Christmas, it would be a Christmas movie. So, yeah, it's not your most conventional one. It's not one that I'm saying to, you know, hang out with the kids on Christmas Eve and watch. Yeah, you're not not doing a double feature with uh, (laughs) What a Wonderful Life. There's not a 24-hour marathon, but there should be. But, yeah, Yeah. John McClane, just an awesome – hero and yeah the first die hard is hands down the best one so if you haven't seen it just unsubscribe um i shouldn't say that (laughs) i'm the only one that listens to it (laughs) you'd be it without a co-host is it just you crap yeah yeah don mcclain john mcclain not don mcclain john mcclain As his brother. Uh, Carl Winslow is in the film, but that has nothing to yes. do with my character. But <laughs> Playing a cop. So this, oh, Winslow. This is, a, this is Carl Winslow. This is a Family Matters episode that, you know. That went off the rails. That Eddie and Laura were staying up because they were watching the news and were worried about their father. I, I know it, but. Waldo was spending the night. I wish Waldo would have just walked up behind Carl and was like, you know, what's up? Hey, Mr. C. <laughs> You know where Eddie's at? Where's Eddie? uh, What I was going to say is... Let's talk about family matters now. There's a guy that a couple years back, I went to Cracker Barrel, which I hardly ever go to. I don't like that joint. So we just lost our sponsorship. Yeah. So anyways, there's a a waiter there that looked like John McClane. (laughs) I remember you telling me that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, And, and his name was John. It was on his tag. Yippee-ki-yay, mashed potatoes. I don't know. <laughs> that makes no sense. But okay, that's my pick. John McClane, let's go to you. My next selection is Mean Dean Prophet. I, I, silence. I feel like an idiot because I'm probably going to like, I don't know. I don't know who that is. Kurt Russell from oh, Overboard. See, I'm going to get crap for that. <laughs> my brother will call in and use the, use the diehard language. I'll be sure to say, um. During that conversation. Uh, anyways, one of my favorite characters of all time. Hmm. It, anytime Kurt Russell's in a movie, my brother and I will watch it. <laughs> I'm, nice. dead, I'm dead serious. Like, we love Kurt Russell. And it's always been a who would win in a fight, Kurt Russell or Patrick Swayze? Well, Kurt Russell, I mean, he, he escaped New York and Los Angeles. He, Yes, and he was in Tombstone. Oh, God, such a good movie. And he was in Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, Jack Burton. Patrick Swayze danced with the ghost. Danced with – he was the ghost. Oh, crap. Spoiler. <laughs> Anyways, he dirty danced, and then – but also he was in Roadhouse. That's true. That's true. Roadhouse point, was rough. And point, uh, point break. 
could be a good argument. I'd still go with Swayze, though. I mean, I'd still go with uh, Russell. Russell. Before, uh, what's his name? Harrison Ford walked into George Lucas's office mm-hmm. to fix that daggum door and got the part of Han Solo. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that how it went? Yeah, he was, he was a carpenter. Harrison was yeah, a carpenter. But see, George, and he, George knew Harrison Ford, though, because he was in uh, American Graffiti. Yeah, that's true. Then he needed something fixed at his <laughs> office or somewhere. <laughs> And so he called Harrison to come fix his door or something like that. Wow. And that's how he ended up reading for Han Solo. Interesting. I did not know that. Before, uh, before what's his name, Harrison, Kurt Russell. You should look at a list of all the movies Kurt Russell <laughs> missed out on. You will be blown away about all these people. Yeah. But... I like Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell's more of a, a B-movie guy. I mean, he always tag-teamed with John Carpenter. So He's with, in um, the Tarantino uh, Grindhouse, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, Death Proof. Yeah. What do you so, like about the uh, – I mean, what what is it? Because, I mean, okay, look, I've never seen Overboard. Sue me. What do you like about the character, his character in Overboard? It, he's – I mean, there's just funny stuff. Don't knock her up. Um, <laughs> it's one I need to see. Yeah, and I have, still refuses to see it because I love Overboard so much <laughs> that he refuses to see it. He doesn't like Kurt Russell because I love Kurt Russell. In fact, somehow I got him to Cinemark, Tinseltown, guys, and um, we saw Little uh, Big Trouble in Little China on yeah. the big screen, and he's like, "This stuff is stupid." And I was like, "Dude, you were born in 1978." This should yeah. be in your wheelhouse. This is like your youth. And yes, going back and watching, you know, Big Trouble in Little China, Monster Squad, you know, those movies, it's like, yeah, it's cheesy and it's crummy graphics, but Let's when when you're sold on it when you're 10, you know, you're still going to love it because it's part of your childhood. Yeah. So. That's a big part of it. So Yeah. There you go. <laughs> your turn. Thanks, Dave. Uh all right, my next pick is Del Griffith from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And you know who played Del Griffith, right? John Candy, Camp Candy. That's right, Camp Candy. This was before his Camp Candy days, but hmm. Del Griffith is probably my favorite role that he was in. Uh, I think he is kind of like, for me at least, he's like the sidekick that I would kind of like to go on a road trip with. <laughs> Even though he's I obnoxious, I don't know. Yeah. He's, he's obnoxious. He screws up the bathroom. He he's just a very obnoxious guy. But he has like the heart of gold. You can't help yes. but feel bad for him. And you know his character kind of goes from hilarious to heartbreaking in a split second. To where mm-hmm. you know you'll be crying at the end of this movie. I mean, he's just, it's so sad, but it's just so incredibly good. And. I think it's – yeah, like I said, I think it's his best role. And it's I, one of my one of my favorite movies. I will say this. Two things real quick. Yeah. A, Kirk Russell will beat the crap out of John Candy. <laughs> B – Okay, you're right on that. I never saw this movie until we did our 24-hour movies. Oh, really? <laughs> and that was one of the movies we watched. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I know exactly what you're talking about. You – you're like, dude, this guy's obnoxious. Like, he's screwing up everything. And at the mm. end of the movie, you're like, man, I just feel bad for the guy. Like, yeah. And you I mean, want you want to take him in kind of deal. Yeah, like, yeah. I like to think – well, t- spoiler alert. The premise of the movie is uh, Steve Martin gets stranded at an airport. He meets John Candy's character. They are both heading to Chicago, so they kind of go on a road trip to go back to Chicago by plane, trains – and automobiles. Uh, John Candy, or Steve Martin just thinks that John Candy's trying to make it back, but turns out at the end of the movie, Steve Martin finds out that John Candy's character, his wife is dead, and that he's homeless. So Steve Martin goes to take him in, and that's kind of how the movie ends, is them arriving at Steve Martin's house mm-hmm. on, the, on Thanksgiving. I always like to think that because we see John Candy has a guest appearance in Home Alone. 
and Home Alone and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles are both John Hughes films. Yes. So I like to think that both character. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I like to think that Candy's character in Home Alone is Del Griffith and that he just joined a, a polka band and that he's trying to get back to one of his gigs or something. Cause that's, that's who he's playing at home alone. Um, so it's, I like, I like to think that I like to think it's a continuation of the character. I like that idea. Yeah. John Candy as Del Griffith. That's definitely one of my favorite characters of all time. And yeah, I have the poster and the autograph hey. of Steve Martin and John Candy on my wall. So I remember seeing that. It was 1987, by the way. Seven, okay. Yeah. But... And I'm reading some of these quotes, and <laughs> when he's listing off <laughs> the cars. Yeah, we can't repeat that one. That, I think that's like the most, <laughs> the most F words in the span of like one minute in the history of film. Jeez. Oh, yeah. so, oh I, could, I could talk about the movie forever. I mean, there's so many scenes that are so funny. And Dad likes this movie too. This is the first movie I ever saw Dad kind of get choked up in, <laughs> but choked up in crying or choked yeah, up yeah, like just, just laughing. Well, laughing and crying, I guess. But oh. yeah, John Candy's character is so good, and yeah, that's my pick. So let's go to yours. My next choice is one of my all-time favorite movies. It's Anton Chigurh. From No Country for Old Men. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> he he will hunt down that Daniel Plainview or whatever character. That'd be a fight. And, and he will kill him. He will take his oil and he will drink his milkshake. He will drink it up. Oh, he drinks but, his own milkshake. No. So just a complete badass. <laughs> That was his we're, first we're, big film, wasn't it? Yes. And he won an award for it. There will be, there will be Blood and No Country for Old Men came out the same year. Yeah. The same like, Oscar run. Yeah. And I remember us talking about him, and you were very, very, there will be Blood. <laughs> yeah. And I was very No Country for Old Men. Yeah. So there was a line in the sand. <laughs> but... And I think Daniel Day-Lewis won for Best Actor, and Anton Chigurh, I mean... Um, Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem. He won for, I think, Best act, uh, best Supporting. But overall, No Country won out, I believe, for Best Cast, at least. That is a Golden Globe. Anyways, call it friendo. Um, just step out of the car, please. Um, <laughs> just hold still. Yeah, it was just not like it was just awesome to me that was a villain and it wasn't a villain with superpowers or anything like that or a lightsaber. Yeah. Or, you know, he won for best performance by an actor in a supporting role. Yeah. Oscar. Okay, so it was just a man who will not die <laughs> did you ever you ever see this movie yeah yeah i saw it okay. um right after it was released on dvd okay dadgum getting a car wreck <laughs> bones hanging out of his arm and he slings it up and he just walks off yeah it's like where are you <laughs> uh there will be blood one uh best performance by an actor in leading role so yes yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> so, who won Best Picture? Your movie won Best Picture. And Best Directors, right? Yes, I think so. Coen Brothers? Not not Coen Brothers. Yeah. No? Anyways, Cormac McCarthy is a genius. So, great movie. Top villain. And it's... Someone once asked me and said, who would win in a fight? Kaiser Soze? Which is another great character. Harvey Arbadem's character, Anton Chigurh, or uh, someone I will mention later. Okay. <laughs> a little, little tease. little tease. Sure. Um, but yeah, he, it's, he's a monster in it. He's so good. It's ridiculous. But 
Love this. Well, movie. I mean, I, I mean, I think the biggest thing is kind of what you said earlier. He's he's a monster, but he is so calm and so okay with everything yes. that he does. Yes. I mean, there is no, there is not a single sense of remorse. He's just like stone faced. Yes, and the yeah. haircut's awful. <laughs> that maybe that's why. Maybe but that's why he's so mad. When he's doing all these things, like you said, it's like he. It's normal. It's like almost like he's a robot where he doesn't show like the only time I think he shows any pain is when he like takes kicks off his boot and there's just blood running down his thigh from getting yeah. shot. Yeah. He's just like, Ugh. but love this movie so much that whenever Rachel and skill had their first child, <laughs> because we we're like, okay, what's, what, what is Lizzie going to call me? Yeah. And we I was leaning towards Lemmy from Motorhead, <laughs> Uncle Lemmy. But now I'm known as Frendo because of that movie. What a what a great inspiration. <laughs> yeah, and all three of the I made I made one a onesie that said call it Frendo. <laughs> and and all three kids have worn it, I believe. Oh, well. Probably just at the house, but you yeah. know. Oh, homage to Frendo. <laughs> nice. But yes, yeah, he's he's awesome, and he will kill everybody. <laughs> okay, all right. Even well, even Bret Hart. Oh no, he's already dead on the inside. Yeah. Well. Well. There you go. All right, I your bet. turn. Sorry. Yeah. All right, my pick is going to be it- Clark Griswold. From vacation. Yes. And I'm going to be mainly talking about him from the first vacation because that's the best one. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Played by Chevy Chase, of course. And he's so funny because this is just a dad wanting to have a nice family vacation. (laughs) Doing everything possible. No matter what. No matter the, you know, if it was illegal, if it was, you know, sketchy in any way, shape, or form, his goal after getting out of his stressful job is to have Mm -hmm. a nice family vacation. And that's what he's going to do. And from the beginning to end, everything goes wrong. It's such a funny character because he, his inability to accept things not going his way is so funny. And it's what kind of drives the movie. Yeah. His reaction to situations. Yeah. I mean, from he will not give up. No. I mean, from crashing the car to, the ant dying halfway through the film. Spoiler it's not, alert. yeah, it's not, it's not going to end his vacation, his ultimate goal. Yeah. He's a great dad. I mean, <laughs> you can't fault him for that. And, you know, mm-hmm. you could, you could kind of relate to the guy even in little ways. I mean, not, not some of the over the top stuff, but, mm-hmm. you know, just some of his frustrations and some of the small quirks that he has. Yeah. Were funny and easily, you know, relatable. And, you know him showing up to Wally World at the end, and of course it being closed. And who's I, I know who the security guard is, but John let Candy. Everyone, <laughs> let everyone else know that John, John Candy is on, is on the scene. He's wearing he's wearing a uniform way too small for him. <laughs> he's just up there with his notepad trying to figure out if uh, Clark has a meeting with uh, Mister Wally because he wants mm-hmm. to speak to Mr. Wally to find out why his park is closed. I mean, and I can I mean, think about it though. I can imagine similar situations actually happening. Yeah. This was before the internet. This was where, you know, you had to make a phone call really to get any kind of information and mm-hmm. I'm sure this actually happened to someone somewhere. They yeah. traveled to a location, theme park or whatever, and it was closed down. So, it's it wasn't out of, you know, it wasn't something that you felt just could never happen. It didn't seem too over the top. Yeah. But yeah, just a hilarious movie. I mean, his interactions with, you know, the, the model and the Christy Brinkley, I believe is who it was. Yes. That he keeps spotting throughout the trip. is just so funny. And, and cousin Eddie. Oh, cousin Eddie is just classic. Yeah. I mean, endless stuff. I mean, mixing the, the Kool-Aid with, the arm the, yeah with her arm and the uh the fresh ketchup and <laughs> that they made real tomato ketchup eddie yeah real tomato <laughs> or eddie you know 
very, very subtly, just kind of, you know, Clark, it's been tough. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I want to see if you maybe you had a few extra dollars. And, you know, Clark is so eager to open that wallet. He's such a good guy until Eddie tells him he needs about, you know, $48,000. Yeah. It's, it's just it's little things like that. It, the movie is just so incredibly funny. Clark Griswold is probably one of the funniest movie dads ever. And I would agree. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. It really like that. There was three movies I watched to kick off my summer growing up. Oh yeah. Vacation. (laughs) When I was, I think when I was in high school and the three movies were can't hardly wait (laughs) summer vacation and major league cruel intentions. Oh no. Okay. Major league. Major league. Um, Perfect. It is. It's, it's, it's the ultimate summer movie. And I think like I watched it for years, you know, edited cause it was on TV. Yeah. Cause I think TBS showed it every day for like 17 years cause mm, it was fat. so easy to catch. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's a pretty, it has some language and some stuff in it that, you know, when you watch it for the first time, you're like, Oh, it was just like, it was a totally different movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, man, Great, great movie, and my sister-in-law, Carrie, um, she will, we will talk about summer vacation and stuff like that, and she says it's Christmas vacation is the better one. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fault somebody for saying that, because I mean, they're both classics, so yeah. I mean, th- those are definitely the two best ones, I, I think that's without a doubt, so, so yeah, that's my pick. Love Good, Clark. Great one. I want to be one. just like I'll Clark look. when I grow up. Oh and... boy. Oh boy. <laughs> it's it is a classic and I haven't watched it in a while and now I just want to watch it. Yeah, it's definitely one. It's an easy one to watch too. Yeah. So, all right. Let's go to your last one. Okay, my last selection is a character that doesn't even have a name. He's known as either driver or kid. Oh. They never say, hey, you know, Bobby or anything like that. His Baby name is driver. Dri- oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Come on, dog. Uh, man, you messed up my rhythm. I'm sorry. The movie that I like, the character that is just top notch to me is Ryan Gosling's character in Drive. I heard you you kind of like that movie? Or? It, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay that I have like eight copies of the soundtrack on vinyl and different variants. <laughs> it's okay that I have two different Scorpion jackets. Yes, he does. <laughs> this no, movie I'm, I'm... was killer yeah i'm so glad that you loved it as much because or so much because you know you got me into it yes and that kind of sparked like my little my my like or love for just that new synth pop i guess you could say yeah music retro retro wave type retro yeah, yeah yeah chill wave or whatever they call it yeah anyways Ron Gosling's character is just cool. So basically, he's a stunt driver by day. And at night, he hooks up with Walter White. And man, I forgot he was in that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. What was his name? It was a girl. It was a... Stacy. I don't remember. Look that up for me. I do remember Christina Hendricks. Christi- oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was a part of uh, the, the bank robbery. Doesn't go so well. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and then um, his name was Sh- his name was Shannon. Shannon. Yeah, yeah. Mister Buddy Rose. <laughs> that that was Albert Alfred Al Brooks, maybe. But anyways, it deals with a mob, a, t- a Jewish mob, I believe. Race cars for some reason, <laughs> and just a lot of stuff going on. And he just falls in love with his next door neighbor that her husband or boyfriend or something like that is in jail. And yeah. he just takes a liking to her and her son. He Isn't that time. Um, Carrie Mulligan? 
Yeah, and you love her. Yeah. You, you're a big fan of hers. Yeah, I like her. So, it's just, man, he's a stone-cold killer, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you've, y'all have seen that movie, but just he just skull crushes this dude with a boot and in in an elevator of all places it's just wild like i haven't seen that movie in ages but i need to go i need to go back it it's it a, is it's rated r there's some nudity in really? it really is that sarcasm <laughs> no i just going from skull crushing to <laughs> Well, it's not rated R because of the language. It's rated R because of the violence and nudity. But even if you take all that out, like, it's really cool. I I love that director. Yeah. um, I mean, I think you could definitely agree that the the soundtrack is a huge driving force. It's... And we already talked about the soundtrack, of course, but... Yeah. It's a character on its own. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, and I think I've already said this once again in the soundtrack one, but I listened to the score, the soundtrack for the movie before I saw the movie. And that was mm-hmm. kind of cool. Yeah. I recommend people doing that, actually. It's really cool to do that because you can really get the vibe of a film. You, you can, soundtrack. and you can, you, I mean, it does kind of tell you, I mean, the way they name tracks does kind of yeah. give away yeah. to what's going on. But just a smooth operator. Well, here's my question for you is oh this is a spoiler so whatever is do you think he's alive or dead he's alive okay there's a sequel book oh really oh yeah yeah yeah. did you are they looking to do a movie or what i don't know i don't know probably like, not. I, I, it's I one of those that's probably best left alone it i think it is like if it doesn't happen within the first like five like five years then it shouldn't happen yeah and i think that's where sin city went wrong they waited too late yeah i it was best left alone too i love the first one it's just i didn't even see the second one but i mean you're in the same boat but (laughs) drive is just a killer movie i love it and i'll probably have to go watch it again now there's a lot of movies we talked about that i haven't watched in a while so i haven't seen it since i because i i'd never seen it and i just bought it like without even seeing it mm-hmm. um and yeah i loved it remind me of something though because i'm i'm drawing a blank i don't know why i am but does that does it take place during the 80s no he has a cell phone a cell phone okay you're right yeah and the lakers i mean not the lakers the clippers and all that. I couldn't remember, but it does have a very, very strong '80s vibe to it. Yeah, and I think that I think that uh, you know I think that's because of the music. Yeah, but and how he dresses, kind of. Yes, he he wears the same stuff over: dark, dark blue jeans, a Henley shirt, and a daggum scorpion jacket. <laughs> you just so, described your wardrobe for like three years. I'm look, yes, okay. but. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, drive <laughs> your your last pick. <laughs> All right, my last pick is some people could probably guess what my last pick was, but uh, it is Peter Bankman from Ghostbusters, the greatest Who? movie. Peter Bankman from Ghostbusters. What's 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 Ghostbuster? I don't even know what red is, but yeah, <laughs> favorite line, favorite line. <laughs> Of all time. Yeah, that's what sold me on the show. But anyways, yeah. Peter Bankman, Bill Murray, of course, is the, the best part about the series. I, I love Ghostbusters. love all the characters, Egon, Ray, and Winston. Bill Murray was the standout from the films. He was the ultimate jock slash nerd. Who would never admit he's a nerd, but he is a nerd. He He's just pretty much as smart as the other guys. And his, I, I think his demeanor in the movie is such a huge part of it. And... Mm-hmm. I think he's the guy that kind of made the Ghostbusters stay in business. I mean, he he was kind of, he was the wild card, but he he didn't really freak the customers out like Egon and Ray did. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, Egon and Ray were like just totally into the whole science part of it. Peter Venkman was kind of your your every everyday guy, so I think he kind of helped calm some of the people down a little bit. <laughs> but yeah. 
I mean, really probably my favorite all time movie character. And he's kind of like a ghost busting John Hughes character in a way. He kind of has that vibe to me anyways. I liked him. I think he was more my favorite Ghostbuster as well. Yeah. The Rick Moranis character is also I got the hiccups, I apologize. Rick Moranis character is also pretty funny. But I, you I can't promise be, you I almost yeah. chose Lewis Tully, which is the Rick Moranis character. Yeah. I I would go with Peter Vinkman as well. Yeah. But yeah. He's like he said, he he's the wild card. He kind of knew he kind of played all all of their roles into one. That's true. Yeah. So, good pick. I, li- I like Peter Finkman. <laughs> yeah. So, that's the final pick. I think it's a great list, actually. I would like all these people to get together. Dinner party. <laughs> <laughs> Who would be late? Who would be late to the dinner party? I think it might be Clark. I don't know, but he would have trouble getting there. He'd 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 get lost, and it yes. would turn into a huge over the top adventure. Yeah, I, I would either put Clark or Emmett Brown. Emmett, he wouldn't make it at all. Yeah, no. <laughs> he would show up ten years too late. Yeah, yeah. So let's see. Let's choose one from each other's list. And I did not write yours down, and I don't even remember my own. <laughs> yours, I would go with uh, the kid from Drive. I think it's such an awesome character, and he doesn't have any. Does he? Does he talk, or does he have like little to no dialogue? He does talk. Okay, I couldn't remember. There was a movie after Drive. Him and um, Nicholas Reef, or whatever his name was. Um, I can't think of the name of it. I know what you're talking about, though. Only God forgives. Yeah, it it was kind of met with some pretty harsh critical reviews, but very harsh. And me and Philip were just like gung ho, like cannot wait for this movie. <laughs> and we finally watched it, and we were just like, "What in the world?" And it's the same director as Drive. Yeah, it, Nicholas. Okay. Yeah, but well, he can't uh, win them all. no, but that movie was just wild and. Literally, Ron Gosling had 17 lines the whole movie. Hmm. The other times, it was just him walking around beating up people. Trying to be artsy, yeah. But that's my pick. It's a great character, great movie. And I think he plays the role to perfection. So I meant to say this Yeah. when I was talking about Drive, and you said it had an 80s feel. If Drive came out in the 80s, who would you put as... <laughs> As the driver. Who would you put? I'm, I'm thinking you have somebody. I mean, why I think I already, I already have somebody. Yeah. Um, gosh. Off the top of my head. I, I can't think of anybody right now. Who would you choose? Kurt Harrison, Russell. Harrison Ford would be kind of cool. Harrison Ford. Yeah. Kurt Russell would be good too. Yeah. I'm picking Kurt Russell because Kurt Russell almost plays him in Death Proof. I mean, not not yeah. to the bone, but I mean, honestly, I could see Patrick Swayze as Drive as the kid better than Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell just kind of has kind of that wild-looking demeanor about him. Yeah, and the kid is is kind of soft, if that makes yeah. sense. Baby Which is face. Patrick Swayze? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Either way. Um, but yeah, Kurt Russell is just, (sighs) remind me of your five. Mine were Peter Bankman, Clark Griswold, uh, Del Griffith, uh, John McClain and Daniel Plainview. (laughs) That's lots of dead air. (laughs) I'm trying to think. I'm trying Uh, to think. No, that's okay. That's okay. Because if I pick Daniel Plainview, all I'm going to do is just tell him how better, how much better uh, Anton Chigurh is. No, you can't pick him. him. You can't pick him. You're an enemy of Plainview. <laughs> you're not allowed. Yeah, you're not allowed to pick Plainview. I'm going with Clark, Clark Griswold. Couldn't ask for a better one, man. No, like he, it would just be fun. It would be irritating at some points. But, yeah, it's like it's like one of those things where like you wouldn't actually want there to be a real Clark Griswold, but you would want to be in the movie. 
Yes. Yeah. You would bo- you'd want to be one of the kids or something. Yeah, Rust Rustic. <laughs> right here, Dad. Oh, hey. And he goes 50, deaf. F- yeah. 50 feet. Yeah. Uh, or 50 yards. Is it 50 yards? or 50 He feet? makes a good situation out of anything. I mean, he takes that situation to hang out with this kid, share a beer, and talk about how far he launched the car. <laughs> and, the, and then the kid drinks the whole beer. Yeah, he chugs it. <laughs> <laughs> Have wow. you ever had a beer with your dad? No, we're not drinkers. But I've probably had a uh, Dot Dr. Pepper. I don't know. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, I haven't either. Yeah. So not much good. of a not much of a beer guy. I I don't drink that much. I mean, I don't drink at all anymore. <laughs> that was the least convincing thing I've ever heard. But all right. <laughs> this, I don't. This, I, I believe you. I believe you. Okay. Good. <laughs> All right. Everything wanna, sounds uh, good. Send, you want to send us out? You guys have a great week, and thank you for listening to the Friday Five podcast. And go check out the Whatever Survey podcast. Might as well yeah, <laughs> let him know about that, too. Go check it out. Um, leave him a voice message sharing your love of the Friday Five podcast. Yes, sir. There you go. All right, All guys. Right. We will talk to you later.